Welcome back to the Weekly Manga Podcast. This week we have a brand new Weekly Shonen Jump manga, and no, your eyes aren't deceiving you, that isn't Hell's Paradise, that's the brand new series Dear Anemone. We're also going to take a look at my favorite melodramatic seinen, Boy's Abyss, all that manga news and more coming right up. Welcome back to the Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all about your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White Gray Black YouTube channel. And with me again this week is Gautam. Hello, hello. All right, let's jump right in and talk about Dear Anemone by Rin Matsui. Um, this is the brand new Weekly Shonen Jump series. Um... Give me your initial thoughts, Gautam. Start us off. How did you feel about this series? Uh, yeah, so I, I really liked it. I thought it was uh, it was a strong start, but it should have been two chapters. Uh, that first chapter felt felt a bit short. Um, was that 60 pages, Bruce? I, it was pretty long. I think it was... Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty long. 60 or 70 pages. Um, oh, I will... A brief warning. There is... Um, there is some violence and gore in this series, which will be appearing on screen. So if you are sensitive to that, you can skip to this timestamp, this, this, this timestamp that I will put on the video when I edit this. Cool. Um, yeah, I thought yeah. this was, this was pretty uh, good. What do you as, think? Yeah. As far as the sort of, you know, action shown in, uh, mild fantasy sci-fi type things that WSJ has tried to do in the past, I don't know, two, two and a half years. Um, this is probably the best one. Uh, like, this is better than Aliens Area or oh, Dororo, Dororo, right? Like, those were both, those both didn't really grab me. Um, I had some problems with this, mainly just with the MC, but other than that, I I did think this, that this was pretty good. Um, well, let's get into that. Uh, so, I, I personally did not have a problem with the MC, but that's also because I feel like we don't know much about him yet. I think depending mm. on how Chapter 2 writes him, uh, he, he could be frustrating. But Yeah, I definitely we'll agree see. that and we'll, we'll get there sort of at the end. De depending on how they follow through on this introduction of the character, I could change my thoughts on it. Um, let me just start off with uh, the art in this is cool and great, and I love the style and the setup. The setup is essentially... It's, it feels stupid even saying it out loud, but the Galapagos Islands have some kind of weird sci-fi outbreak thing, and now it's full of vicious predators. Um, I guess I, meant, I said I had one big issue. I actually have two big issues. The other big issue is that this is not how evolution works. <laughs> it's like... Well, you know what? Like I, I think Charles really. Darwin. Charles Darwin just knew something you didn't, dude. Darwin knew the whole time, and you pulled the wool over your eyes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it it, it kind of does a little hand-wavy, like, ah, yes, like, new species, evolution, ha ha ha, but, like, that's, like, evolution is, like, self-selection for better survival based on genetic, uh, like, variations, I guess you could say. I don't know, I am not... I'm not a biologist or an evolutionary scientist, but I know that this series was playing a little fast and loose with the word evolution, but um, I, I get I it. I think it could, it could fit if, like... Uh, it just depends on how much I, more data I, we have I, over I, what's I going don't, on. 
I guess I don't mind. I don't mind that part. But uh, I, I think it could fit if it's like, you know, you dog, like wolves, like kind of evolved into dogs over over the years. But that's due mm. to selective breeding. So I could very well see the island being like human made evolution, if that makes sense. I, I definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think depending on how they uh, explain all of this later on, it will. Uh, I'm not necessarily make or break the series for me, but it's. Oh, I don't mind it. For me, it's yeah. just like a who, who cares kind of like Star Trek. Don't think about it. Like just it's definitely a don't think about things. it too much. Because yeah. if, if you're yeah, if you're a biologist or an evolutionary biologist or something like that, you're going to look at this and be like, this is all incorrect. This is completely wrong. But it's a series for 14 year old boys. So, yeah. So let's let's talk about the main character a little bit. Sure. Uh, his name is Gaku Hachue. And I hate him from his first page. Why? Because the first thing he says is, I'm so useless. This is bad. I hate this. This is stupid. Um, uh, I don't mind it. I, I and he, I, I guess why I don't mind it comes later on. But let's continue. Yeah. Uh, he's just useless. He talks on the boat. This boat part was a little long for me, like, like kind of introduced characters, but then didn't it. it, it it's it. <sighs> It is weird that they did not use the boat to introduce all the players and then throw them on the island. It like introduced one or two guys and then you get to the island and it's like, okay, here's three more guys. And then it kills off some people and then goes on. Um, it, it, oddly enough, it, kill, it, it kills the guy with the most screen time aside from the MC. It yes. kills that dude uh, right away, which I, I thought was pretty effective. Which I get, uh, right? Like I, I didn't character. expect him to die. Well, yeah, I, didn't expect, think... I thought he would be like the bro who's like, Kind of an asshole, uh, but who sticks around, right? Um, right, yeah. Because they use some, like, precious chapter one page, like, a lot of it on him. And he just mm -hmm. instantly gets domed. And uh, I thought that was, like, it was pretty effective because I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, I mean, that's that's intentional and effective, I agree. That you're induced this character, you think, oh, yeah, this is the, this is the you know, the bro sidekick character. Like, like Psalm 100 has a guy like this that you meet in, like, chapter two or three, right? He's like the big bro, he knows a little bit more. He's a little bit more capable. He's going to teach the little guy all the stuff. And I'm like, nope, he dies. Um, but I, I thought that that definitely worked for me. So yeah, yeah that was cool. The art in general, I thought, and this was really good. Um, paneling was above average. I would say, uh, there's some stuff later on that I really liked. It was really cool. Uh, but yeah, the art and stuff, you get a little bit of history here. Um, this is where it plays a little bit faster and looser with the science of it, where it's like, oh, everything on the Galapagos islands evolved independently. It's like Charles Darwin, an authority on the natural world, called the island the natural laboratory of evolution. Um, and all that is true. But the other thing about the Galapagos Islands is that essentially there are no predators on the Galapagos Islands. And that's why they evolved. Like, like why are there like six different kinds of birds that all have different things that they ate? It's like, well, there was literally nothing to compete with the birds or nothing to eat the birds. <laughs> like there's nothing there to, to I, eat them. So that is, was a big part like, of the Galapagos uh, islands. Right. And a big part of how humans kind of fucked it up. This is, this is very much, I think a, a don't sweat the small stuff situation. Yeah. It's sure. like, a, it's like if you were a doctor, you can't watch house MD and enjoy yourself. Uh, kind yeah. of thing. Cause Listen, you know I guess, <laughs> I guess it's just like the subject matter. When I was in college, like I have a bachelor of science and I got my bachelor of science by taking a lot of biology classes on top of my uh, degree classes. So I mean, yeah, this and I'm yeah. like, this, uh, this I is... took a lot of classes about this in college. It's not quite, not quite right. Or it's like yeah, kind of right, but, but also skipping a lot of details. So this is like a, a doctor watching house situation. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not, this. <laughs> it's always this. Um, yeah. yeah, so we get, we get a little bit of lore dump on the boat. This woman says like 10 years ago, there was a spontaneous explosion. Um, 
disseminated a toxic substance and an as yet unknown virus. So this is our uh, inciting event that makes all these weird uh, evolutions, I guess you could say, happen. Um, Galapagos Islands became a lawless, untouchable jungle to us overnight. Um, unknown virus, you're sending us in, haha. And she it tells them later, it's like, oh, those guys are disposable. We're sending them in to like test X, Y, and Z, right? And they say, oh, like, what was it a year ago we sent a, a, a team in? And none of them came back. So we're sending you guys in the new boat with our MC in to try and find these these guys that we uh, that we tossed away a year ago. So, uh, right. Uh, and then they so, yeah, they get on the island to meet a few more characters. No one um, no one really stands out in all the character introductions. I think maybe that was my other issue is that I didn't super latch on to the main character and that also didn't give me any other characters to latch on to except for the one guy who dies um so there's kind of no character to like really grab onto sink my teeth into and follow here for me which is kind of my big issue with it is that all the plot stuff is cool and interesting and the art's really good um and it's an interesting idea only only very minorly taken straight out of uh, hell's paradise although the parallels are uh pretty obvious i think a lot of people pointed those out on twitter um, but yeah, just you know, it, weirdly, I don't, I don't, it's like very clearly like one-to-one in, in a few aspects, but I don't feel like it's too similar. I think it's, I think it's easy enough to go its separate way, but the idea of like, you're sending a bunch of people who are kind of destined to die to an island and you don't know what's going on there, that there's some wild magical slash sci-fi power that's killing people and making a hostile island like that, like what I yeah. just described to you is both of these series. Like it's Hell's they, Paradise they feel and it's completely different to me, mainly because these are like normal people and we yeah. are more in a horror setting here. Whereas Hell's, Hell's Paradise is like a bunch of convicts who are badasses who can like uh one is like our main main character's immortal, right? Like it's a there's a lot going on there that removes the horror element of Hell's Paradise for me, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Hell's Paradise um, is more sort of magical fantasy. This is a little bit more sci-fi. Uh, still fancy, right. but definitely more sci-fi. Um, but there's some good, like this panel I liked a lot here. Oh, that's a great one. That's very creepy. This is the guy that we see in the very opening who gets eaten by the chameleon creature, uh, which I think we're going to see more of here. Yeah. And these are, this is also great. Oh, like, he, he transforms into the chameleon creature. He doesn't get eaten. Uh, no, at the very start, he gets eaten by the chameleon creature. I don't remember if I put it in here or not, but. Oh, wait, no, that's, yeah. a, that's our, and that guy? Wait, who? This guy gets or uh yeah actually now, now that you say that i don't know there is a chameleon like human this guy gets eaten in the opening pages right this is the one right, year right, ago right. this that is guy, the one yeah. year ago group um and i thought that what happened is he gets eaten oh maybe what happens is the bird thing eats him and then the chameleon, chameleon sees now. him and the chameleon transforms into him okay that's oh i guess uh, that makes sense. i think yeah, that's, that's what cool. happens right yeah because I the chameleon that, is that yeah cracks because it can like i guess it does that now but yeah cool uh, that's uh, that's neat. I actually didn't know. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that makes he, a little bit. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking he like got eaten in the chameleon transformation. But this this makes a little bit more sense. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, really sense. cool. I love I love the body horror vibes. I like the art in this uh, in this chapter one a lot. Oh, this is one of the sick. best ones. Thank you. It's really good. Um, I I actually I think like a cheat code to horror. I realized this from a, a niche pretty bad manga called Jin Men. Uh, what it does well is drawing animals with human faces, and it's very creepy for that reason. Yes. <laughs> Uh, otherwise it's dog shit but like this is also doing that and therefore took the creepiness cheat code hopefully it does a good job with it i don't know 
Yeah, I'm 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 very intrigued. Uh, we're gonna get a little bit more. Yeah, this is where. Oh the, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the guy dies. Again, pretty violent. Uh, this is like a Mortal Kombat fatality thing. Uh, but also the art is like is great here. Like the chameleon head is very cool. Um, but yeah, this is sort of the oh shit, the guy we thought was gonna be a guy had his spine ripped out. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is I mean, and this is I think really good paneling too. It's you know. I, it's it's great. I don't know. Like the art and the paneling here at the very end is really great. Um, yeah, the some we get some sort of voiceover talk. He's like, this island that was once called Paradise is the laboratory of evolution. Um, yeah, and then this is sort of the this was my favorite part. And you liked the uh, the fact that they killed the sort of main secondary guy that we thought was going to be a big part. Yeah. My favorite part was this, I guess is this girl running away or whoever this other character is running away through yeah. someone who's saying, hurry, hurry over here. It's someone's calling to her like, Hey, over here, it's safe. Come follow me. And she gets there and it's this bird thing. And I'm like, Ooh, that is a twist, right? Cause you think, Oh yeah, someone, there's some, you know, some guy from a year ago is still alive on the Island and he's going to help him out and get him out of there, which still might be true. But here it's like, Nope, this bird thing is smart enough to know, to imitate a human voice and say over here. And the human runs to him. Uh, I like it. I, the author has, has seen the predator and yes. <laughs> I, I dig it. I dig it. It's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, we get flashback of the main character who meets this curly headed guy who was, uh, does this biolympic stuff. They talk about flowers. He saved him. Uh, it doesn't, I don't know. This, was, this felt, this was stilted. I agree with you that this was, like, this was not great. And also like, let's <sighs> who saves someone from bullying. And then it's like, here's my whole backstory and what I aspire to in the future. If I go into this weird <laughs> Island, it's like, that's a, you have to, it's clear you had to fit all this dialogue in a few pages. Yeah. So I get it. Also, like, and this, it's, it's possible that this is a translation thing, although I don't think it is. Have you ever said, have you ever asked someone about like, well, oh, what are your goals? What do you aspire to do? Anyone just says, I just want to change. Like no one just says, I just want to be, I just want to change. No one says that. Change how? What are you trying to change? Everyone, everyone is trying to change. Every character arc is a set of change. You're like boiling things too simply. This is why I don't. This is why I did not like this main character, right? And the first, it's the first thing he says also too, right? Or no, he says it, he says it somewhere else. Like, oh, I'm here to change, maybe on the boat. Uh, so what, for us, is, is, are you frustrated that he is not specific with the change? Because I get, I, I think I understand that reason pretty well. Like, I, I understand I mean, yes, that, it's that like, point of frustration. Like, imagine, like, imagine I'm telling love, you a yeah. story and I'm going, hey, meet our main character. His goal is to have character development. Let me tell you a story about how he develops his character. He's going to develop his character because he wants to develop his character. It's like, Oh, I, I like it's, it's that, too on the like, nose for you. It's well, too on the nose for no, you. No, not even it's, it's too, it is too on the nose and it's too simple. And it's, it's not no, like everyone wants to change. Like every character arc ever is about change. Every character development right, is about yeah. change. So you can't just say, I want to change. You want to change how? Like you have to give me how, and he, he gives you a little bit of that, right? Where he like, he charges in at the end and he tries to attack. So it's like, okay, a little bit, but like him saying out loud, I want to, ch- I'll always be weak because I can't change. I just want to change. I'm here to change. It's like, I get it. Evolution change ties together with the themes, whatever. It's too nebulous. Yeah, yeah, that, it isn't specific. So, so it doesn't. Audience, yeah. The theme, the theme here is the reason the character his motivation is I would like to change is it ties in with the whole theme of the thing, which is evolution and slow progress and adapting and growing. Right. Um, That is the reason the author 
has the character have no competency at the beginning, but try to slowly overcome uh, things he finds scary to change as a person, i.e. evolve. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I thought it was, it was pretty good. But Bruce didn't like it, and we're no, kind of well, no, I, a lot. I, I, I will say this: I I did like the series overall. I I oh, just oh, sorry, think this specific part. This specific the main part character did not grab me. In fact, no characters in chapter one grabbed me. Which for me, I'm very much focused on a char- I'm, I'm a character first person. If you have good character arcs, I don't care about your setting or your plot or whatever. Um, I waiting for Godot is great because it's all characters, right? <laughs> you know, I I, like I, I understand but, your criticism. I uh. Now that you say it that way, that it's not specific enough, it's just like it feels like a, a, you're like a, an author writing a character instead of something a human would right. say. Right. Instead so of like, instead of presenting like uh, telling a story of a real character or a, an assumedly real character, right? Like you want people to that's, buy that's in fair enough. enough. It, it, that yeah. is still to dialogue for sure. For sure. Uh, it, like if you said, "Hey, man, what?" What do you hope to do? Right, you talk. Let's say uh, you're talking to I don't know, like a, a guy graduating high school. And you're like, hey man, what do you what do you want to do with your life? And the guy goes, I want to change. Okay, but how? Like, there's always but how. Like, of course you want to change. Everyone wants to change. I I would like to make more money or be more fit or you know have not wear glasses. Everyone wants to change. How do you want to change? Like that's that's the whole question of every development of every character ever is how do you want to change? Why do you want to change? How does it happen? Just saying you want to change is like. Boy, like you've 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 boiled it too far down. You've reduced it too much. So that's yeah, that's my yeah. That's that's I think that's fair. That's yeah. totally fair. Yeah. Uh, in regards to the the characters not grabbing you in chapter one, that part I'm more willing to forgive. Uh, and here's why: I think chapter one did a lot of world and setup mm. uh, building, and uh, we just didn't have the screen space to build our characters up yet. Yeah, so I, sure. I, that will definitely happen later, but I have no idea if it'll be good or not. We'll see. Yeah, it was a uh, lot of pl- a lot of plot setup, a lot of uh, location, kind of beat you over the head with this theme. Um, all right, last last scientific call out on this page on the left here. It says, according to the biologist Charles Darwin, it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent that survives. It is this part the one no that is me. most adaptable to change. That's not how evolution works, right? Evolution works by a a a new a new creature is born and that creature has something different about them that makes them more able to survive or, or more or more key more able to procreate right and then that that uh too divergent evolution thing procreates more passes genes down like that's evolution evolution is not you're too in the sauce. I, I know I, I am. I am. But no, but I, it was drilled into my mind in all these biology classes that evolution yeah. does not happen on an individual scale. And this, the, I think the big thing that's bothering me, and this is the last I'll say of it, is that they are trying to apply evolution to an individual and evolution does not happen on an individual scale. And that's like, that's losing me just because I've had all those classes. But yeah, um, but he, he rushes in here. This is his big, I want to change. And he gets picked up. Um, this is where the really good paneling I was talking about here on the left, um, the blood kind of dripping down and dripping over the panels onto this flower. Um, this was, I, this yeah. was really good. So I really like this. And again, the art, the art in this, I think is really good. Uh, hopefully it keeps up the quality. Um, good kind of, um, chainsaw man vibes in the kind of darker, uh, 
like the blood is all black, right? That's kind of a not James Bond, obviously not the first to do that, but one where I that I associated with it that's recent. Um, like really dark. The enemies are all really kind of dark and shaded. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like this page. And then we get um, we get that island is both paradise and hell. Ha! Like literal direct call out of Hell's Paradise here. <laughs> I, that, that might be a translation I, thing, but. The translator kind of did that, did this one well, dirty. With I mean, line, I'm sure in Japan, right? Bit. So Hell's Paradise is called what? Jigokuraku or something like that, which is like heaven, hell or hell, heaven or something like mashed together. I probably use those words, right? Probably. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think um, him running at the bird was really stupid. Uh, yeah. But I, I get that it, it represents personal and character change. He took action for once in a do or die situation. Uh, but it was a little odd that it, because the adaptable part, right? It, it showed that he's adaptable because he has this flower waifu superpower. But I was hoping that it would show him be adaptable on a personal growth level and not kind of run into a suicide like that. Uh, but that's a nitpick. I don't mind it too much. Yeah, I mean, for sure, outside of the the character stuff we've said, we've talked previously about how characters have a sort of, um, how competent are they? How proactive are they? And then, Oh, what's the third one I'm forgetting? Um, how like, uh, kind or nice they are, right? It's, those are kind of the three things that will make us, um, be attached to a character. Um, even characters that aren't kind or nice are usually really competent in some way. Uh, like, uh, Johan from Monster, right? The baddest of the bad dude literally murders people, but he's so very good at murdering people and playing with people's minds that he's incredibly competent. We're attracted to him for this. I think the other reason I don't like this main character is he is not competent in anything. He is not super nice. We aren't, he's, he's shown to be kind of a, we're giving nothing on is he kind or is he unkind other than him rushing in to save, which is really just being stupid. Um, and the proactive thing, he makes one proactive choice, but we aren't really shown before that he's not proactive. We're given, we're just kind of not given what his character is. And then he said, I need to change. Let me run in here. It's like, okay, I guess he is proactive, but it's stupid and he should die. But then I yeah, Deus Ex Machina saves him with the plant girl. So I don't know. Yeah. I think what I would have changed there, uh, personally is maybe have him try to do like a distraction plan, like distract the bird but not just run at the bird yeah. uh, to show that he is adaptable or like, I, I get that it represents him rushing in represents change regardless, but the adaptability part, which was on like the main page of him rushing in, I would have preferred if he like ran a distraction plan, but it failed on the bird caught him anyway. And it led to this situation. Yeah. Because at least he's trying to think, think things through proving he's adaptable on a personal level and not yeah. just a superpower level. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would have been good. I think it also would have just been good to show us previously him like not doing something like this, right? Like show us one person getting killed and him running away instead of like the first person he sees dies, he then like runs at them. So I don't know. Uh, uh, but yeah, and this is one last personal note. Oh, flower waifu, she looks cool. Yeah, she looks um, great. Good art again. I think the, the art in this is very, very good. So uh, yeah, I think this is a, just a strong setup. Uh, I think one thing, uh, one other gripe I had is I, I think this is like maybe one of my few gripes is that I don't think I would have had the government people explaining that the second group of people going to the island so they can all either die or evolve. Like they explained that to the audience, right? Yeah. But initially the government people told the characters, Hey, you're here to rescue the first team who all disappeared. I, I would have, I think going in with that, 
premise of they're just on a rescue mission. There's nothing else going on. Sets up that this was like there's a goal. part of the government. Right. Yeah, the one piece exists. Goal. There is a an end goal that you're going after, and now it's like nope. And there's then not. So, Sorry. like, do the government? The government was in on it the whole time. Ploy somewhere yeah. later and have it be a twist. Uh, yeah, even I, I totally agree with you. Even I would say like at the end of volume one, like in chapter six, seven, eight, nine, like you reveal there like, oh, we knew they were going to die, but maybe some of them will evolve. And that's your kind of like leave, you know, leave the volume one on that note as instead of giving it us in chapter one. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. There's there's a little bit. This is um, there's I think there's just a little bit of sort of. uh unpracticed storytelling in this first part, but it's not all bad, right? There is definitely some good stuff in here. The world, I think the world, the art um, is solid. What would you, how would you rate this? Give it a, give it a letter grade from F to E, E or S, S being excellent, right? As a first chapter, uh, I think like a, like a B minus. Okay. Yeah. I think that's probably, uh, probably about where I land too. Like a B minus C plus, like it's not, it's definitely, got some things going for it. It's got me interested. Um, really and I think that's the, the best the characters, thing. Right. Cause we're not yeah. sure yet. Like if, if they, if they blow and we can't get attached to any of the characters, then I don't think this will be very good. Yes. But, agreed. Yeah. So we'll just have to see the world. But with that said, the first chapter mostly focused on world building and all that. And the world building was great. It was so, good. And it's got me interested. Yeah. I think that that's the, Despite the issues that I did think that uh, Dear Nemity had, I do think it did. The one very important thing is it's got me interested enough to want to read chapter two, right? Which is like, that's yeah, all agree. you that's... can really ask from a chapter one is and chapter two has to make me want to read chapter three. And then, you know, once you've got 10 or 20 under your belt, then I'm in. So um, if chapter two can keep me wanting to read this series, then I'm I'm here for it. But yeah. And to be honest, that's a hard thing to do for me nowadays because I've read so much manga that like I I see the tropes and uh, a lot of things does a lot of things don't spark joy anymore. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's me getting old and jaded, but yeah, this one this one was interesting, so I'm I'm here for it. Yep, agreed. Uh, very interesting one. We will keep an eye on it. That of course is Dear Anemone by. Did I write the author down? I did not, but it's on page one. <sighs> Uh, Rin Matsui. So cool. Um, all right. I, you don't read this series, but I have to talk about it. We're going to talk about Boys Abyss. This is chapter 166. This series, um, I've talked about it in the past. This is a, a melodrama about it's, man, I, it's so over the top and insane. I want you to imagine like, this boy's life starts not very great and it just keeps getting worse. Um, and it's, it makes me smile and how insane it is. What's <laughs> happening right now in this series is, um, at the very start of the series, the main, the main character boy meets this girl named Nagi and she is a, she's like an idol or a TV star or something. And she kind of moves out to this boondock town that he's from, uh, along with an older author guy who wrote the story the author and her are both kind of very big characters. Um, lots of stuff, lots and lots of wild and crazy stuff happens, but she comes back to the town. They kind of try, they try to commit, they try to commit suicide earlier together, kind of, but not really. And then they're going to do it again, kind of, but not really. Um, but anyways, the, the woman on this page is this boy's 
previous teacher. Um, and God, how do you even describe how wild this is? Is she they, the crazy one? She's the, I mean, she's crazy. She's like slept together. She's like obsessed with this boy to a point that is crazy. This chapter, we, uh, the audience, the reader knows the teacher has captured this girl, um, Nagi, right? Who, because this, because this teacher girl is like obsessed and thinks that Nagi is going to take, take the main character away from her and all this stuff. So anyways, um, this chapter is the chapter where the main character learns. He, I think sends a text that, yeah, he sends this text up at the top, right? Where he's to, to Nagi, to the girl, uh, that's kidnapped. And he's like, He's like, hey, you already died, didn't you? Ha ha, I think I want to join you. If we meet on the other side, it'll be like we died together. Um, you said you'd show me the ocean. I'll trust my body makes it there. Like, he's basically sending her a, I'm going to, like, kill myself thing. Which, this is the, I don't know, 20th, 2030th time maybe this has happened in the series. So, a, a regular occurrence and he is still not dead, just as a, just as a warning. Um, but... Instead of, instead of the girl getting it, the teacher gets it. She runs back home because she knows, blah, blah, blah. Um, Mrs. Shibasawa, right? That's the, that's the teacher thing. So he, he breaks into Mrs. Shibasawa's house. He's looking for this girl. He's like, where could it be? Um, so she's depressed. running because she doesn't want the boy to kill himself. So, okay. Yeah. So he's watching his own apartment. Uh, she is running to his apartment to check on him. He is, he then goes to her house when while she's gone to explore her house to look for Nagi, because he thinks this, this is the dude. Oh, he has he always had white dude. hair. Uh, yes, but it used to be shorter. It's grown out because he oh, okay almost a... died at some point and then tried to kill his mom and his mom almost died. His mom came back. And anyway, there's this is okay. the most melodramatic, insane series. I I love it. It's so it's so wild. Um, but yeah, he, he, he explores a room. Um, I really like the art here. There's lots of good visual storytelling in this chapter of just opening doors, looking around kind of the way he opens stuff. Um, but he, he finds her, right? She's just like locked in a closet in her, in the teacher's like table tennis room. Uh, cause the teacher was a previous like table tennis pro or something. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of, it's a little, weird, it's weird, okay. yeah, but she like lives with her parents and she got in trouble with the law because she like hit his mom with a car like a hundred chapters ago. I don't know. The series is so good. I cannot, okay. I cannot express to you how much fun the series is to read because every time you're like, okay, this is the bottom and they're going to get a little better from here. It's like, nope, it's worse. Like the teacher has kidnapped the girl and the boy's going to find the girl. And you think, oh, okay, good. We're going to get a heart touching reunion. And she's like, nope. She's like, go away. Leave me alone. I don't want you here. It, it just gets worse. Um, she like pushes him away and stuff. And then the very end of the chapter is, uh, the teacher comes back, right? Like you, it's like, like wild, like literally wild eyed. And it like, this is domestic terrorism is about to happen in this series. And I'm so here for it. I can't, I can't keep the smile off my face. Cause this, this series is so insane and wild. And like, like I said, it's just every time you think like, oh, things can't get worse. This is as bad as it gets. It's like, nope, they can get worse. And then someone get, makes it out and you're like, oh good. That person escaped all the miserable things are happening to them. And then they'll like show back up and be like, I decided that I needed to come back to help you. And you're like, no, why'd you come back? And they die or they get, I don't know, like maimed or something. Um, yeah. So police doesn't exist in this universe. No, they do. They just, they're, they're, they're also depressed. <laughs> they cannot fathom. Like it's, it's, it's like a real, it's almost like a reader. The police plays a role of the reader in this series where 
you as a reader cannot fathom the depths of how deep and dark and awful this series will go. And so when you hear about it, you're like, oh, okay, it can't be that bad. And the police are the same way. They hear about all this crazy stuff, um, all this like the teacher trying to kill the mom and the mom like being responsible for like all these other people's deaths and this murder and like killed her ex-husband using her son who was like 11 at the time and all this stuff. And you're like, well, no way that's true, right? Like, yeah. You said that, but that can't be true. It can't be that bad, right? And the police are just like, well, it can't be that bad, right? It's bad, but it's not that bad. And then you're like, no. Let's just not check on any of this. That sounds great. Good job, policeman. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's I mean, I, I, I will not throw the policemen under the bus in this series because they, they have been doing their best, but they can, again, they just, they cannot fathom the depths that the characters will go to in this series to, I don't even know, to die, to not die, Bruce, to have, have you seen get what Cabin they in want. The woods? Have you seen Cabin in the Woods? I have seen Cabin in the Woods, yes. Is there any possibility this is a Cabin in the Woods situation where these people are all just sacrifices for an eldritch being and they're all acting this way because uh, there is chemicals in the water supply? Honestly, if that is how this series ended, I would not be surprised. If, the, if literally <laughs> the series ended with a shot of like uh, Stranger Things, like an eldritch being, like hovering over the town, you'd be like, "Yep, absolutely, like for sure, there's an evil demon there." Uh huh. Yep. Or like, "Oh, there's a portal to hell in the center of town." You'd be like, "Yep, uh huh, absolutely." Like all the bad shit that's happened, for sure, I believe it. Like any explanation you want to give for why things are so bad in this series, I, I, I think, ever, I think everyone reading would just nod their head and be like, "Yeah, oh yes, I believe it." Like demon from hell, portal, like you know, deal, deal with the devil, whatever you want to say, eldritch being any of those things, everyone would just be like, yep, absolutely. Things are so shit here. And they're so shitty for these people in particular that any excuse or explanation you want to give, I will believe. <laughs> Someone please check the water supply. <laughs> these people are not acting right. <laughs> I mean, it very well could be the water supply because that's typically how people in the series try to commit suicide, right? Is they throw themselves <laughs> into the water together. That happened with like this, the main character's mom, and and her boyfriend and there were some reveals about that recently where <laughs> more murder happens than you think you think oh yes tragedy and then you think nope all those tragedies that you thought were accidental actually murder it's pretty impossible for anyone to have a good ending after after all this right because i i don't know and it's it's the it's i think the thing that keeps me reading the series like one of the things is I is I don't I don't know will some someone might have a happy ending right like maybe one person gets a happy ending it feels like it's probably going to be bittersweet but like the the craziest thing and and me and Twitter and, and Reddit discussions and all these things have been saying the same thing that it's like if some of these characters would just actually die that would be a happy ending right like for how shit things are in the series if someone just actually died you would be like thank God they they don't have to do with that it might that's be a their happy, happy ending, ending. if, it, if but, a meteor hit the town and everyone died right like. Yes. So, like all, all the pitiable characters kind of want it already. And then the rest are like murderers and rapists. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like you're not wrong. And that's crazy. <laughs> but the thing is that as, as much as everyone, as much as you think, oh, everyone would just be fine and happy if they just died and didn't have to deal with all this shit. No one ever really dies in this series. Like not as many as you would think in the present day, I guess. But anyways, I, Boys of this is, I, I love it so much. It's so much fun. It's so insanely wild. You know, it's it's kind of crazy how many people... Like, I, I think Boys Abyss, like, uh, like, makes your, like, perception of shittiness within the context of the series 
like more lenient, right? Because mm-hmm. I read some of these threads every once. I, I haven't read the series, but I read some of these threads every once in a while, and uh, people like the sensei again. Every like and people back and it, forth on her. Yeah, yeah, and and she, if you like look at her track record, she's like a, a rapist, pedophile, kidnapper. Yep. She probably did other shit I don't know of, and. The fact is that there's probably someone worse is the reason people are coming back and liking her again. Um, But it's like the bar of shittiness is higher somewhere else. And that makes everyone lower their bar for the pedophile rapist lady. Right. I mean, people. Yeah. I people were on her side for a while because for a for a good long chunk, she was like uh, the main character's name is Reiji. She was like, Reiji is like, I'm going to get you out of town. I'm going to get you away. Like, you just need to get out of here. Like, we'll run away together. And everyone's like, mm, okay, like, uh, like, he, you know, if Reggie leaving the town is great, that would be good for him. So everyone's like, yeah, okay. And then I, uh, people are definitely on the down. So the with- optimistic potential ending was him running away with his pedophile groomer rapist person. To be honest, yes, that would be one of the better endings That's for this optimistic. series. <laughs> that would be That's one crazy. of the most optimistic series. You'd be like, well, you what know. What a train wreck. Yeah, for sure. But now she's like, kidnapped Nagi and like I'm pretty sure like you can't see one of her hands here like pretty sure like my guess is she has a knife or something in that hand and it's gonna get bad that that would be my guess um or her parent like she's okay she's on house arrest with her parents because the police found out about what she did with Reiji so she's like she has like a she's like not allowed to leave the house unless she like she's I think she has like a not a ankle thingy oh she does and then it's not a restraining order maybe it is a restraining order. So something that is like, Hey, you literally, you are not supposed to see this person. Like her and Reiji have like a, they're a, a law thing that is keeping them apart. Right. She is not supposed to go see him. Um, Bro, you, she, you have done, to give she has the broken police that a little often. So you have to give the police flack then because she managed, she's on house arrest and she kidnapped someone. How did yeah. you let that happen? Police. That's insane. It's, uh, it's wild. Read it, read it and find out. I, I will continually suggest that you read this cause it's, I think it's amazing, but, uh, that, that sounds so crazy. I, I, I actually why, see like, what you mean, but it's, like, it's why I like it is cause it's not like some things are really down and depressing and you're like, Oh man, I'm not, not feeling watching or reading like something really depressing right now. But this is sort of like at a certain point you get like, Oh, it, it gets worse. Ha ha. Oh, oh, it gets worse. And you smile and you're like, the only response to this is to smile and laugh because if you really buy into it a hundred percent, yeah, this will destroy you. Um, I don't think it, it, most people do because it's so yeah, because it's absurd, right? Like it, exactly. It, yeah. It is cross the threshold of relatable problems to this, uh, it world where everyone is miserable and horrible, right? Like there's no way things could ever be this bad for anyone IRL. And there's 12 characters like that in this series where like, there's no way it could be this bad for t- these, this many people. Right. That's crazy. It's insane. Ah, but I, I love Boys of Us. Uh, I think people should read it. Uh, definitely very much warning for suicide as it's a very sort of key thing in Boys of Us, although not a whole lot of it actually occurs, but people think about it and talk about it a lot. So if that bothers yeah. you or if that's not for you, avoid this. Uh, but if you like wild, crazy, dark seinen that are just <laughs> kind of fun in the way that shit keeps getting worse, I think you should read Boys of Us. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that was a fun conversation. That, I I didn't know it got that crazy. Yeah, it's it's so hard to describe all the crazy things that happens. I mean, this is like what uh, chapter one hundred and sixty six, and it's like, I yeah, it's there's even more crazy stuff has happened that I haven't even talked about. That it's like it's wild. 
Um, all right, let's move on to the news. I think that's all. That's all for manga this week. Let's see. We have some interesting news. The big news piece here is Ruri Dragon is returning from hiatus on March 4th in Weekly Shonen Jump. Uh, that series went on break in, I believe, July 2022. So it's been gone for like over 18 months. Uh, we are going to get five chapters of Ruri Dragon in Weekly Shonen Jump, and then it is going to move to Jump Plus and be bi-weekly. Uh, which that is, is totally fine. The with best me. possible compromise that, yes. like, I think that works for everyone involved too. Yep. Because uh, it, it's on, it's on Jump Plus. They don't even have, they don't have the pressure of like if they have to miss the bi-weekly release, they can, and it's a it's a just a digital release thing. Yeah. It's not something they have to Hydrate print on a million every bi-weekly days. release, and nobody cares. <laughs> like that is a yeah. monthly series, and no one will admit it. But yeah. Well, th- does it mean bi-weekly as in every other week or every other? Yeah, month? that's. I'm not sure. Yes, by bi- yeah, by bi- weekly in manga publishing terms means every two weeks you get one chapter, not oh, wait, twice no, a week. Thinking, I don't think there's any manga twice, that is twice, twice a week. week. Twi- no, I'm thinking, I, I, I was conflating bi monthly and bi weekly, which can mean twice, right, a, right, twice yeah. a month or every other month. Every okay, month, never mind. Yes, so it would technically it would be bi monthly and bi weekly, as in it would be it is going to be every two weeks you get fun. one and then twice a month. <laughs> so. Got it. Got it. Got it. Gotcha. Uh, but that's the big thing. I, I really think that's a good series. I hope we get to more exploration with the dad, because I think the one shot, the one part that was that I liked but wasn't explored quite as much, and that's a great one shot if you want to go check it out, um, oh, is that, that she goes and meets her dragon dad, right, in that one shot. Um, and I'm sure we'll get there in the manga, so. Yeah, I, I actually, this is like a, a circumstance. I mean, the one shot had a lot of good stuff, but I actually liked Ruri is a character more in the manga than the one shot. Mm-hmm. I agree. She's more she of was, a character. Yeah, she was very flawed. And uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm glad it's back. I think it was really good. So looking forward to seeing more. Yep. I think everyone's happy to it. Also, um, to a lot of people are like, man, why is everybody flipping out about Ruri Dragon? Ruri Dragon is, I think, the most, like it might be the best uh, volume one for a Weekly Shonen Jump series. Like, maybe ever um so to give you comparison stuff uh stuff that popped off even like kindergarten wars i think sold somewhere in the like 50 to eighty thousand uh volume one range early on uh stuff that like ends up sticking around in weekly shonen jump usually gets at about 25k to 35k um stuff like new age exorcist right sold about i think like 25k um uh, uh what's blue what's the new blue Kill Blue? Kill Blue. That sold also, I think, around 25, 30K. Um, stick around, that's like the level to stick around in Weekly Shonen Jump. Rory Dragon sold like 200,000 Volume 1 copies. Makes sense. And it's like, that's I, like, they have Ruri literally not had to hit that hard, and then, but he did went at hiatus, so. <laughs> you know, I, I think it appeals to everyone a little bit, because I, for me, I, I kind of get bored with SOLs, like cute girls doing cute things. It, yeah. It doesn't have something else, right? And Ruri Dragon has really solid character writing. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and a really but, interesting something else, right? That she's yeah. part dragon. And if you read no, one shot, dra- yeah, yeah, the dragons are real and her mom had, had slept with one. <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, but I think like the main main appeal of Ruri Dragon is probably that it is the most well-designed cute anime girl. Yes, That sure. I've I've seen in forever. She She's... She has an amazing character design. Yeah, I, uh, it'll be. Uh, I, yeah, the art style is very good. Yeah, art's good. I mean, this it's it's a solid series. I don't, I don't know if it necessarily is like, does it deserve to be you know, 
No, 18 I, times I, higher than Marshall Master Asami, which is also good. Maybe not by my opinion, but hey, uh, it, it has broad appeal, right? I think yeah, it, ha- it has a lot more broad. Appeal. And it's a it's one of the few series I think that Wiki Shonen Jump has found that will also attract a female audience, um, which is something that they not necessarily struggle with, but often aren't targeting. But when they can capture that female audience, uh, it's pretty big, right? Jujutsu Kaisen, when it came out, um, there's a lot of, um, has a lot of female viewers because it's mostly male characters and they're allowed to sort of ship those and things like that. So the same thing with, with the high IQ, right? High IQs, all male, all male characters, you can do that. But uh, this is a different angle, another way to get female readers in. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, there's, there is a demand for nuanced and well-written female characters. For sure. The example, Akane, right? Akane Bonashi, um, yep. Is yeah. easily the best thing in the magazine right now. Cool. Uh, Netflix, Japan, announced that they have grabbed the uh, Master Keaton anime that they're going to publish there. That is an early Urasawa work. I believe he wrote that in the early 90s. Um, that does not... From what I've seen, that does not have an English release. I literally searched to try to read uh, Master Keaton and could not find it. Um... It is, Master Keaton is essentially kind of like everything by Urasawa. It is a mystery. Uh, the guy is a detective who solves mysteries. That's kind of what everything Urasawa does is. Um, he's a little bit more of kind of maybe like an Indiana Jones type going around the world and solving stuff. But uh, I, I'm really interested to see if Netflix, um, if any, you know, USA Netflix or English Netflix brings us a translation of that because I would really, really love to consume Master Keaton and have not gotten the chance yet. So Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'll be a cool thing, uh, especially for. I am surprised that Urasawa work exists that haven't been localized in one way or another. I, I think it's just so old, right? In 1991, no one was thinking yeah. like, let's you know localize this up and comer named, you know, named Naoki Urasawa. And it's like even after he got popular with Monster, it's like okay, well, Master Keaton's 10, 15 years old at that point. Um, so yeah. Okay, sense. Uh, let's see. The next the next other big, big... Uh, speaking of Urasawa, who did Pluto, which is inspired by um, Osama Tezuka, right? The author of Astro Boy, or uh, which you can see my Astro Boy is right there now in my new place. Um, we got the Os- Osamu Tezuka Cultural Prize, which is a manga prize. Uh, we got our 10 nominees announced for that. The uh, results of that will be at the end of April. I will read the 10 nominees. You can tell me if you recognize any of these. I think I only recognize maybe two. Um, we got Oshinoko. We have Ikokuniki, Chino Warachi, uh, Saturn Return, Kanda Goku Racho, Shokunin Banashi, uh, Tokyo Higoro, Clinius, Tamakito Amane, Tsuyukusa Natsuko no Isho, and Bochishi no Yakata. Um, so that, that last one, Bochi the Rock? I believe that is not Bochi the Rock, no. Um, oh, okay. I guess I only recognize Oshinoko from this. Do you recognize I, anything aside? I have heard of Ikoku Nikki, um, and I think that one of these is, uh, I believe Tokyo Higuru is uh, Tokyo Aliens, which I have heard a lot about, or Tokyo Alien, I don't remember which one. Um, no, Tokyo Hiro is Tokyo these days. Okay, I have I have seen this. I don't know if you can see my screen. I have seen this before, um, but haven't. Um, Chino Warachi, I think I've heard too. Let me see. We don't really get a lot of blood on the tracks. access to these. Uh, no these we, series, you know. Yeah, we we really don't. The the truth of the matter is, these are um, 
more artistic from smaller magazines if they're from a magazine even at all. Uh, so if a fan translator doesn't decide to pick this up, and even if they do, it doesn't really appeal to kind of the uh, mainstream. Um, a lot of these are more artistic, which yeah, which is why you know Oshinoko has an anime. We're aware of that. Um, I get it. I, I, I like the manga reading audience skews young, and uh, I don't think there's just uh, a lot of demand for any of this stuff to be localized, so we don't see it. But kind of a shame. Would be would be neat to go over a few of these like award winning ones. Yeah, it'll be great. And, and definitely, I think now that this list is announced, um, a lot of the fan translators will probably go and look up and translate some of these uh, or just a couple chapters and see if people pick up on them. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's a whole kind of like almost unspoken about sub genre of manga that just doesn't we don't get over here. Nobody fan translates. I mean, there's literally manga for like, quote unquote, adults, right? There's like these working adults manga stuff where people are just, you know, eating ramen with the group of people or, you know, doing like food reviews or just kind of living normal life. A lot of these kind of like older adult, more slice of life stuff that aren't really romance or anything that are just kind of, you know, um, chill. Like there's so, 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 so much manga that just isn't translated, isn't brought over even from fan translations or official stuff, right? Like we get, we get kind of the two that we get the one big shonen magazine um, and we get kind of a lot of its offshoots, right? A lot of the other Shueisha properties, because um, Shueisha is interested in international investment. And then Kodansha is also interested in international. And then all these other publishers are probably just way too small to care about like, well, you know, do we hire a translator? Do, how do we publish in the United States? How do we publish in England or whatever? Um, they're just too small to worry about it. So that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I would I would like to see some, though, if uh, if the industry blows up to that extent, that would be cool to. Yeah. It would be really good to get, I mean, in a perfect world, every manga is, is at very least translated into English digitally and available, you know, to read somewhere uh, for some for some payment or some price. But it, I mean, essentially, kind of what we get is we get the Marvel and DC like level stuff yeah. from those those publisher levels. And we're not getting, you know, we're not getting Dark Horse or, you know, any of the smaller publisher stuff uh, or at least we, not we a, a lot few from Dark Horse uh, in terms of scanlation. Uh, yeah. the sca- that that's like the best part about scans is that they still do some niche shit, but we don't get yeah. all of it, right? We don't get yeah. Or you might I, get something yeah. that's like uh, I mean, like Square Enix is is even more kind of involved in the West than most things, but even then, we only get a couple of Square Enix things, right? Like we get uh, Yomi no Sagai, but that because that's from the Full Metal Alchemist author, but we don't get a bunch of other stuff that's in Square Enix. So I get it; they can't justify the spend. Cool. Uh, yep. Uh, let's uh, see what else in the news. It is Manga Plus five year anniversary, uh, and it's it's yeah, it's interesting to know that that's probably around the time that I started reading manga on on that app. So, you know, dealt with two years of getting scrolling to the end of a chapter and getting kicked up to the top. Um, I would be curious. I, I know we'll never get our eyes on this, but I'd be I'd be curious to see some metrics. What what kind of metrics? Like uh, if if this is hitting their goals expectations and how profitable manga plus has been yeah like their monetization model has it been successful or not i mean from i would say that from the continued investment so for instance last year uh the viz site announced that they were bringing a whole bunch of other stuff over historically um it has to be pretty profitable and a pretty good choice right because they're continually adding new series they're continually adding sort of historical things in 
Um, they're going back and translating stuff that's already been completed, right? Like the complete, uh, what was it? I imagine. And it, yeah, it is it it's a like very a, reasonable model. Like it, it's like... Visions in Jump Plus yeah. for sure, yeah. I, I think uh, Jump Plus, Plus is... Uh, and Manga, yeah, sorry, Manga Plus is... Manga Plus, yeah. Is incredibly consumer friendly in terms of the model. It's like, it's great. But yeah. I, I see that n not many others really do the model. They, no, they the, I mean, like, well, and the problem is the the big what should be the big competition for uh, for Viz and for Manga Plus, which is the K K manga, right? Which is Kodansha's app. That is not you don't pay a monthly thing and read whatever you want you have to save up coins and use a coin to but you, you can't use coins on brand new chapters you have to wait a week for them to come out so uh most of the kodansha manga are still getting fan translated when they could have completely wiped that out by just saying yeah. pay us five bucks and read whatever you want and they probably would have made more money that way uh although yeah, they, but you know i can't see behind the scenes it. maybe maybe they think they make them more money this way but um yeah the sort of gotcha coin system for reading manga consuming anything is shitty right can you imagine if netflix had something like this right where you were like oh shit you know a new episode of an episode of stranger things dropped i want to watch it well you can't watch it unless you have coins and you have to pay for coins and if you, you don't have, have coins netflix you have to spots. wait a week and yeah. you can watch it a week later it's like everyone would be up in arms for that it's such a shitty system so i mean it's just like a lot about this doesn't make too much sense to me because it's like net like netflix is num number one right so say netflix yeah. is like releasing everything normally and hulu Number two is like, hey, you have to buy Hulu bucks and those Hulu bucks yeah. transfer into Hulu coins and you have to wait one. Like, that's not a good way to compete with a market leader. I mean, so, they literally I, would not, right? Like if Kodansha, I mean, if if Kodansha wasn't, again, primarily making its money from Japan, like most of these companies already are, um, you know, this is probably a little fun thing where they're like, oh yeah, let's see, you know, yeah, we'll do a little bit. We'll invest a little bit of money overseas to get English translations and publish them and see how much money we make. And maybe they're getting, you know, oh yeah, we're making a little bit of money there. That's fine. Um, but yeah, this feels like a Marvel really... DC situation where Kodansha is just really far behind and is not understanding how big the global market is. I mean, I, for sure. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think we will see soon. I, I don't want to make a prediction that's uh, soon. I think we will see that if, if you sim simultaneously publish, if you simulpub a manga like volume in the West in English and in Japan, I think eventually or soon we will sell more copies in the West than in Japan. In fact, I, I would say honestly that if you were publishing like the brand new uh, volume of Jutsu Kaisen at the same time and not delayed, um, if you release those on the same day, I would bet... I would bet that the West is pretty close. Probably not past Japan's levels right now, but I bet that the West is pretty close to buying uh, an, an amount that is going to catch up pretty soon. So, Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Um, all right, I wanted to mention one more thing. There was one more little series that I forgot of. Um, there is a series called... that. It, or, I'm sorry, it, it is a one-shot. This one-shot is called Hitoner. It is by Yagi Tomohiro. Um, this is the only panel I'm going to show you from it. It's really good. People on Twitter are talking about it. Um, it is a really good series, and this is all I'm giving you from it. You should go read it. There are cat girls, but they're like actual cat girls. Does that make sense? I don't know. There's the girl cats. There are it, it, uh, the pitch for this is it is Zootopia, the planet, and a human spaceman crash lands on it. Right. 
Um, and eventually you get to this panel, <laughs> which is actually very out of place compared to the rest of it, which is a pretty quality drama type thing. Um, so yeah, go everyone go check out Hitoner. Um, that is a one shot that came out. I truly <laughs> became a, he went to furry heaven. I th- honestly, this might be fan translations having some fun. I, I maybe not. <laughs> it's I, <laughs> I, it's very it's I, again the whole rest of the series is pretty kind of serious and kind of like political and emotional. And then this page just kind of gets dropped and you're like, how, what? Um, but yeah, uh, I, I do. I do think that's pretty good. I think people should go check out hit on her. Um, Gautam, I think you're first here. Nope. I'm first here. All right, let's move on to one more thing. What else we're doing with our time? Um, I have been getting back to video games since I moved. Um, T galactic survivor. This is a, this is what I've been playing. Um, this is a vampire survivor-like, I guess, whatever that genre is called, um, with the Deep Rock Galactic four classes and familiar weapons and familiar stuff to mine and familiar enemies. Um, really, really fun, really deep, really enjoying it. It's definitely one of those one more run type of games where you get to the end and you're like, well, you know, it's only like 10 or 15 minutes for a run. I could just do one more. And you do that three or four times and you're like, oh shit, it's very late. So yeah, having a lot it's, of fun. It's, it's a roguelike, right? So there's like incremental yeah. progression in a way. Uh, yes, it is a, uh, our vamp, okay, I, I don't know, are vampire survivor-like games rogue lights? I guess yeah. they are? I guess they, they are. are. Yeah. Um, they are because you have to, it's like the same loop and you do runs and then you make incremental progress. Yes, that is, that is the type of game this is. So you mine certain stuff and then you go back and you can spend those mined materials on, you know, upgrading your experience or your move speed or mining speed or attack or whatever, so. Yeah, it's oh, definitely cool. okay. a, it's definitely a game. I like love that. DRG regular. Uh, so yes. this sounds up my alley. I like roguelikes a lot, too. Very cool. Yep. All right, Gautam, what else are you doing? Same thing on my end, man. Uh, I'm also playing uh, a shooty roguelike. Uh, I'm going to Japan here in a bit. And uh, for the plane ride, I bought Gungeon. Enter I, the Gungeon. Yep. Yeah, I kind of just ran out of stuff to do, and I heard good things. So I kind of just bought it. And... Uh, it is very fun. It's I'm good. having a great time with it. It's the a harder. It's like a much harder than some of the other roguelites I've ever played. Like I, I remember, I've played a couple of yeah. yeah, you're right. I I think it's the hardest one I've ever played, and I I I've played like six runs, and yeah. I've only gotten to stage four. Yeah, I don't uh, even. I think I played for maybe like three or four hours. I maybe did. Yeah, like maybe the same, like about six runs. And it's like I'm just you just are dying. Like it's just hard. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's very fun though. It's a good. There's loop. never any like, oh shit, I found this thing that's really strong, and now I'll blow through everything. It's like nope, you still have to dodge bullets. You still have to be good at like you know twitch reaction and moving fast and stuff. So it's a hard one. Yeah, but it's definitely really good. So it, it, it's like uh, instead of. Hades, right? Where you can find this overpowered combo and you're just like, I don't even need to think anymore. I can just hold down these buttons and I screen clear. Uh, for Gungeon, it's you have insanely overpowered weapons, but you're right. You still have to dodge. You still have to focus up. Uh, otherwise, the enemies are just going to kill you faster than you kill them. But yeah, yeah I like that. It's, it's it's, cool. I think it's very much a much more skill based uh, than RNG based. But yeah. I think that's it. Anything else you want to mention or talk about, Gautam? Or are we ready to get out of no here? No, sir. I'm good. Cool. Hey, thanks again for listening or watching, everybody. Don't forget to leave us feedback, comment, upvote, thumbs up, ring the bell, any positive reinforcement you can give us, and please go do that. Uh, we really appreciate comments. Of course, um, go check out Twitter and Patreon, link in the description. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for being with us yet again this week. Catch you guys later. And don't forget to read more. Bye.